self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are conversation, conversation con artists, artists. What's going on, people? I'm Mr. On Point. And I'm Calamity Red. And we are back for our second episode. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Yeah, we need to work on that. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks, man. How you Always doing? How you weeks. doing, Mr. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm chilling. Yeah. A lot going on this week. Yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Always a lot of stuff. It's all it is. Um, so let's just get right into it. We're going to yep. start off. With unnatural selection, let's talk some shit about some celebrities, shall we? Let's do it. Um, well, let's start on a good note, because all the rest of it's bad. Um, well, semi. Let's just start on a good note. Missy Elliott is back. I'm such Missy a Elliot. huge fan. I'm so excited. I like WTF, which is where they from. I love the video. It gives me nice. That's a new song? Yeah. you have. Oh. I ain't heard that. What? I ain't heard it. As soon as we get done with this, you got to hear it. I can't believe you haven't heard it. Like, okay. we got to rectify that. It's amazing. How's she going to use WTF and make it mean something else? Because she's Missy, Miss Demita Elliott, <laughs> and she can. That's <laughs> why. I don't think what, I don't think where they from when I hear WTF or see it. After you hear the song, you might, though. We'll see. We'll see. But she's back. Her video gives me 90s nostalgia. It, it's, real, it's Missy. It's like what you would expect her to do. It's like an updated version of it, but it's very much missing. So something super energetic. Super. The song is super energetic. Yeah. Like, I get dressed to this song in the morning because I be bouncing around in my room. You know, I'm not a morning person, so, like, that takes a lot to do. Do you know how many young people have absolutely no idea what Missy Elliott has done? And that is part of what I want to talk about. <laughs> because also, if you go to YouTube and you look at the video and you look at the comments underneath the video... Some of y'all, how the f I don't know how you cannot know who Missy Elliott is. I mean, I guess I'm saying that because I'm old and so I remember like the '90s. But and and but it's amazing, like people who think that she's like a new artist, and it's like no, no, she's not. Um, and another thing that I noticed was there is this thing in hip hop where we have this idea that it can only be one female rap artist at a time so also in the comments people are like oh Nicki minaj need to sit down now because mrs bad why can they not not why can they not both make music first of all their music is completely different it ain't like missy does anything that Nicki minaj does or Nicki minaj does. like their the type of music is so vastly different that i just don't understand why that would even be a comment to make like there's this idea of there can only be one. It's a million dudes out here rapping and everybody's fine with and listening to. There doesn't have to only be one. This ain't Highlander. There can be more than one. Like, it just, I don't understand. Rappers do that today. Male rappers do that today. Self. Yeah, but. They like, be like, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. <laughs> like, I saw an interview with Cassidy and I don't know why, like, in his head, he is the best rapper because there is no other evidence that he is the best. I like Cassidy. They're all the he's best. Like, them. They was like, if you would you they said would you call Eminem the king of hip hop? He said, "Well, I can't call him the king cuz I still rap." And I'm like, <laughs> "You ain't no you ain't near the king." Does he know he sound whack when he say like that just sounds whatever. But I, but that's 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 what's in the air of yeah. hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's like that egotistical pride feel. But it's not I'm these women one. doing it though. That's the thing with dudes. I was saying like them, they do it themselves yeah. in hip and men. The, the women, women though, yeah. it's like the fans are like it, like there can only be one at a time like 
and I don't understand that mentality. I had a friend that described he he described hip hop as crabs in a barrel kind of thing. Where, and I, I mean, I think we as black people have that a lot in general. Where it's like we'll crawl over each other trying to get the fuck out of the barrel. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna, if I need to crawl on top of you to get out, is what I'm gonna do kind of thing. Not like you know working together kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, and I could see that it just that bothered me that. That was like the first thing that you go to is oh Missy's back so now Nicki Minaj need to go sit down somewhere like no she can keep making her music it's a whole different I'm not a Nicki Minaj fan but I'm a Missy fan and I'm sure there are Missy like Nicki Minaj fans that are not gonna be fans of Missy or who aren't weren't already fans of Missy like it's two separate types of like hip hop music like Missy Elliott it's a whole different thing it's it don't even same. seem like she rap I know I mean. She, I don't think, and you ain't never heard Missy spit no hot 16s. <laughs> I mean, <No. laughs> she just, she put together a work, a, yep. a work of art, and then she do it in his energy field, and it's entertaining, and you love it. Yeah. You know, Nicki Minaj spitting hot 16s out here. You know what I'm saying? It's not really energetic necessarily. Is you know, it's I don't a, even know what purpose it serves some of the times, <laughs> but it's, it's a, different. That's a different thing. It, it is, and so I, that whole... There can only be one kind of mentality kind of pisses me off. And I'm not, let me just say, I'm not a feminist. And the only reason I separate myself from that is because these feminists now are crazy. I do feel like, you know, I, I, the core beliefs of feminism I have, but like these feminists are crazy and that would be a whole other show. But um, just as a female, I feel like it, it just narrows the lane you know so you gotta wait till somebody else step down before i could do anything because right now we already have that one person in that one slot that we've set aside which isn't fair there's room for everybody there's room for i'm not even a Nicki minaj fan and i say hey let them make her music for the people who want to hear that shit not me but for the people who like it okay like i just don't understand why there it can only be one or the other or oh mrs baxter now no they both make their music for their fans and that's just like every other hip-hop artist does for their fans there's plenty yeah plenty of male hip-hop artists that i don't have time for but they have their fan base so i'm not gonna <laughs> say they should you know I, I make fun of them but i'm not gonna say they shouldn't make their music you know do what you do i don't i just don't understand that whole mentality that people have as far as that is concerned like it's it's annoying to me do you have like a favorite like female artist hip-hop artist like hip-hop artist when you know of all time what's your what's your favorite yeah. female? um i'm not that big of a hip-hop fan in general like so I mean, it ain't many there hasn't Ten. been many i know there's only been a handful um I liked I like Queen Latifah when she was doing her music thing. Yeah. You and I T Y. Um, I'm so old. But um uh who else? I used to like MC Light. I liked MC I Light. I like her voice yeah. generally. You know, I she like, always be doing like them hosting shows uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I like her cool. flow when she, you know, used yeah. to rap heavily. I and I think we, we talked about this a little last week about how you know you like stuff when you're younger and then you get older. Oh, and yeah, like the nostalgia. fuck. I like Lil' Kim. Like before she became the Asian person. <laughs> um I I did like Lil' Kim. I like Foxy Brown, like that whole era of um 
I like them. So yeah, I, I I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a hip hop head at all. So yeah. Again, my knowledge of hip hop is very much mainstream. If it hasn't been on the radio at some point, I'm not gonna know it. I just that's not my genre of music. Yeah. So and for me, I mean, at this point, I done branched out to so many different genres. <laughs> like it's really isolated hip hop in my tastes in rap. You yeah. Know, it's just somehow for some reason I don't even know why it's just. It's not as appealing as it Yeah, and I think because of the subject matter. I think that subject matter is like, it has an age limit on it, I feel. You know, because it's money, cars, and hoes, and... It's got a maturity limit on it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let me... You're right, because age and maturity is two different things. Yeah, I mean, I guess that implies that a, you know, 50-year-old rapper is immature. (laughs) Not necessarily. I I don't know. I I guess it depends on what they rapping about, I guess. It just seems like here lately, the yeah. subject matter is money, cars, and bitches. <laughs> That's what it is. You got a couple of rappers that, like Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, J. A couple Cole. of rappers trying to do something different. Yeah, you know, not many. Positive many. vibes, positive message, positive energy situation but that's something you're gonna never get from a too short. Um, you know, no. <laughs> something no. you'll never get from a lot of these rappers out here. Yeah. Um, well, and let's see. Do we want to talk about um, diseases and who don't need to be the face of it? and Or do we want to go to role models in the NFL? I'm going to let you pick. Role models in the NFL. All righty. So I'm going to try to take this down a notch because I feel very passionately about this one. Yeah. So Cam Newton. Uh, Quarterback, Carolina Panthers. Played in a game in which he did very well, as he usually does. And in the fourth quarter of the game, made a, a, a touchdown and did a dance, as most of them do. So this mom decided that people care about her opinion and wrote this long letter addressed to Cam Newton about how he's supposed to be a role model and how it was terrible for her nine-year-old daughter to have to see such a display and all of this shit. Um, (laughs) She has since, you know, she didn't apologize. She basically was like, well, I, you know, I learned some things about Cam Newton. Well, you probably should have done that before you started running your mouth. Like, I hate when people, don't. You don't talk about stuff that you don't know about. Then you come back later and be like, well, I didn't know that. Well, that's why you should have shut the fuck up. That's why you should have said anything in the first place. Like, first of all, for you to to have an issue with him because he did a dance, like literally the whole letter was because he did a dance when he made a touchdown, like most football players do. Like, are you serious? Like, where's the problem here? And your daughter was this upset? She How old was, was the girl? Nine. I can assure you that the fans in them stands were saying a whole lot worse than what she saw him do. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you she heard all manner of profanity, especially for were they playing the Titans? Yes. For the one the Titans fans who were pissed or who had bet on the game and were losing money, I guarantee you that little girl heard a lot worse than what she saw him do on the field. You I mean a long, drawn out ass letter. Like, what? And Cam Newton has Plenty of receipts for things that he has done. He volunteers. He does all of this stuff for kids. He went to a kid's birthday party, like a kid who I can't remember what ailment the kid had. 
Um, but he was a big Cam Newton fan. He just randomly showed up at this kid's birthday party. Like he does stuff like just that. Just showed up. Just showed up because he heard that the kid was a fan and that he had this terminal illness. So he just came to his birthday party. So just because he isn't doing things that one that you know about, or even if he ain't gotta do shit, honestly. Like in her letter she was like, you know, they pay you to be a role model. Uh no ma'am, the NFL does not pay him to be a role model. They pay him to play football, which is what he was doing, and he was doing it very well. Um it just and people wrote responses like nobody was on her side. She got roasted, which I was happy. And she got roasted intelligently. I love when people intelligently roast people. Because if you cuss people out, they feel like, oh, you know, they feel justified in what they did because now the they put the, um, they're going to put the focus on what your bad behavior or your bad response to what they did was. But when you do it, you know, with some sense and you do it in a manner that's respectful still, that burns them so bad because now we have to focus on your bullshit. Not not my response to it, but just let's look at your behavior under a microscope and see how stupid you are. I think that people look at um, athletes. Uh, it's a subgroup of fans that look at athletes and it's a spectacle. It's like... It's like a gladiator in a in a you know uh, old stadium. Yeah. Or it's like ants in an ant farm. You know, it's whatever something that you can watch and dictate. You get entertainment from it, but I think some people get the idea that they can comment on it and they can weigh and they can be critical of some of the things that those people do. I don't know why they hold these people to a higher standard. I mean, the most of these dudes is coming from the hood. It's coming from poverty. You know. I mean, clearly you're going to have some athletes out there that, you know, had some rich upbringings. Yeah. Live in some decent neighborhoods, decent environments, but they come from the hood. And, you know, they say you can take a man out the hood, but you can't <laughs> take the hood out the man. And that dance and that stuff that Cam Newton did was, it was, it was a lot of tension between the Titans and the uh, Panthers leading up to that. Mm -hmm. You know, that the, Pan the Titans did, they little dancing and stuff. And, you know, so everybody want to get mad at Cam Newton. She's obviously a Titans fan, but... And that's the thing. I can't... I don't like double standards. I feel like if you're going to be upset about something, you need to be upset about it, you know? Yeah. So don't pick him out for doing this and not say shit to these other players that do it all the time. That's probably... I don't watch football. Probably not a football game that that happens where the person who, who makes the touchdown don't do some kind of little funky dance. Like, that's just part of... Well, they done changed some of the rules. As to where they expect you to do a little shimmy mm -hmm. and then go on back to the huddle. Yeah. But you can't be hitting the quan out there. <laughs> and what Cam Newton did was hit the quan. So he probably did. He probably got fined for that. He possibly got fined for that. You know, which, you know, it. some people just, they go with the rules so much that, oh, he broke the rules. Blah, 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 blah. Ain't no sense. But the fact that she wrote the letter with the intensity that she wrote it was far more about her <laughs> than it was about anything he did or anything that her daughter could have possibly seen and perceived in any type of way. She probably hears worse than that in the house. I just... I mean, maybe she just started watching football this year. <laughs> a little <laughs> nine-year-old girl, and she's trying to understand the game. And mom thought, oh, I don't want her to understand this part of the game. You're doing pelvic thrusts. Ma'am, turn off the whole TV. Don't let her go to school, homeschooler. Because I can assure you that it's, it's nine-year-old in her class. Girl. Pelvic thrusting. 
doing all kind of crazy she's stuff. probably a one direction fan or whatever <laughs> little boy group they listening to now justin fucking bieber. justin bieber exactly which is the worst exactly the worst thank you she probably take her to concerts and shit so you know again people pick and choose things that they want to be upset about and what they want to make it i mean if you Google the letter, like it was a long letter and it was ri- literally about him dancing. Really? You're that butthurt about him dancing? You're that upset. I wonder what she do. Maybe she's like an English teacher. Or something. <laughs> Maybe she's somebody. Let me show him my grammar skills <laughs> with my frustration and anger while I'm typing this letter about my daughter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, I just. People go too far and do too much. And doing too much is a perfect segue in Charlie Sheen, who has admitted to the world that he has HIV, and I want to know who was surprised. Like, I don't wish any bad will on anybody. I definitely don't wish, you know, such a serious disease on anybody. But who the fuck is surprised that Charlie Sheen has HIV? Like, who? And the only reason he even said anything about it, like people talking about how brave he, who's brave? He is, he did that because somebody was going to out him and they were trying to blackmail him. And so to avoid that, I'm just going to come and tell them myself and then I don't have to pay nobody and no he's money. he's already been extorted for millions of dollars, according to himself. Because hasn't he been like, it's been like four years. Like he's known about this for a while. Yeah, four years is a long time. That's a very long time for him to know about it and continue probably doing all the because the thing about it which you have to understand when we hear hiv people always automatically go to oh he must have been fucking a bunch of bitches but charlie sheen had a very serious drug addiction as well and i can imagine that he was sharing tons of needles too Mm -hmm. and so anybody that shared any needles with him during that whole when he got kicked off for two and a half men where he just like fell completely off the reservation just went crazy and toured with the goddesses and that whole thing. Anybody who was using needles with him at that time is, you know. At risk for AIDS. Very much so. Well, HIV. Let's say HIV. Um, Let's be politically correct. Yeah, HIV. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and it's hard not to connect somebody going through something to another person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I wonder if he called Magic Johnson. I wonder if Magic <laughs> oh, Johnson but, called him. But like, he did. Magic, John- Magic like, Johnson like reached out to him or like made a statement and was like, he knows how hard it is. And I don't really know how I feel about that. But I bet Charlie Sheen was like, okay, Magic, how can I keep having <laughs> sex with women? <laughs> I need this advice. <laughs> Probably so. Will I be able to find a wife like this? Ain't no telling what kind of quick. Who knows? I mean, I think I, he he don't need to be the, the face of, of HIV. He needs to be a cautionary tale, though, because, I mean, he was doing a ton of just really risky-ass behavior, like, more than the average person. <laughs> like, and he I, did more than his fair share. I don't know if him c- coming out and talking about it was more about the extortion, more than controlling the dialogue about the situation. Yeah. Because of... If a woman would have came out first and said, hey, Charlie Sheen got AIDS, yep. then all these other women would have came out before he got a chance to speak. And he would have been the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just how the dialogue go. He mm-hmm. got out there first and now he got a bunch of people that supporting him. I mean, not only his fans, yeah. but because he jumped out there and said, I let all my partners know, which turned out to be a lie. Yep. I, um, I've been using protection and cautious, 
which turned out to be a lie. Like, he got out there and controlled the dialogue, so now a bunch of people get to believe him. And now the women are the ones that have the burden of responsibility of being like, whatever, whatever. Well, would it be that way now since it's come out that he lied about the fact that he was letting people know and that he was using protection? And... I guess it depends. People are that, that you that you the worst kind of fucking person. Like don't you don't do that to nobody. Well, like, who Charlie Sheen? When was Charlie Sheen good? When you was right. Charlie Sheen perceived as a good guy at any point? Touche. Emilio Touché. Estevez is the good Sheen. Yeah, you're right. And he don't even use the Sheen <laughs> exactly. name. He don't even use he know what was up. <laughs> he separated himself from that yeah, shit. Yeah, like I wonder how many I wonder who I mean, I wonder who knew. I wonder if he like told his family or if I mean, besides his doctor. I mean, what? I would imagine they knew. Who do you tell first? Clearly, you don't tell the people you have sex with. But yeah. Who do you... Because you don't want them to stop having yeah. sex with you. Yeah. But, well, like, if you're him. You tell? Yeah. I feel like his fan... I feel like at this point, because of all of the bullshit he's done over the years. Like, I feel like at this point, they just be like, okay, Charlie. Yeah, I'm right. I don't even think they have a reaction. I wouldn't have a reaction anymore. Like, if someone in my family was consi- consistently fucking up the way he has, I'd just be like, oh, okay. If my mom called me and was like, you know, Charlie got HIV, I'd be like, for real? Okay. I wouldn't That's even tough. listen to Charlie Sheen. You would? I wouldn't even listen to him. No. Like, who listens? To- I don't know. I wouldn't- if I had a friend like Charlie Sheen, <laughs> I would not answer their phone calls. Uh, if they needed a ride, I would be like, I'm. You know, somewhere I can't, I can't make it, but I'm at home watching Jessica Jones. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, Charlie Sheen would be that friend yeah. for me. She would have to come to my job and ask for me specifically by name, and I'd still be like, "Damn, <laughs> this man is clever. <laughs> he is going to get in contact with me." <laughs> and he seems like that kind of person who'd be like, "Oh, he think he gonna dodge me? No, exactly. he'll be waiting on you after work or." You go pick your kids up or you go to the doctor or whatever. He'd be yeah. standing out there like, I've been trying to get in touch with you. You ain't been, I didn't even get my phone calls. Like, I feel like he would be that kind of person. But yeah, I just, I was not surprised. I don't, I mean, I don't wish that on him. But I, again, you, you have to be conscious of what you're doing. If you're going to engage in risky behavior, it's the same way. If you're going to say, you, you can say whatever it is you want to say. I could get on here and say all manner of bullshit right now. There might be some consequences for that. Yeah. You know, there might be some real dire consequences depending on what I say. Same situation. If you're going to go and you're going to have these drug binges and you're going to, you know, share needles, even though we all know that you're not supposed to do that shit. And if you're going to go out here and just have unprotected sex with every person that you come across that you think is passably attractive, again, nobody's going to tell you that you can't do that. It's your body. Do whatever it is you want to do. But there are consequences that come along with that. And he is having the answer. I mean, he's just, these are his consequences now. When I read that Charlie Sheen was having these women sign contracts where they had to pay $100,000 if they told anybody about the little sexual things that's going on. Chappelle show. Dave Chappelle, he called it. it. The love contract. Yep. It was a skit on Dave Chappelle. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, it, well, I wonder what I wonder if he been doing this before the AIDS. Like, I wonder if he was doing these been doing these contracts for a long time, or if like he got diagnosed and then started doing that. I don't know. I don't know how long he who signed. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I am talking to somebody that we start dating or whatever the case may be, and you're telling me I need to sign a contract, I'm gonna think something is wrong with that. Like, and I know people are gonna be like, oh, well, you know, he's got money. I don't give a shit. I'm not signing. What is it? 
that I'm signing this contract for? Because my automatic thought is going to be like, what is it that you need to hide badly enough that I need to sign a contract so that you can sue my ass if I say something about it? I don't want to be no, I don't want no parts of that. I don't want no parts of nothing that needs to be that secretive. That just sounds like a badass idea. I don't, I'm good. No Chappelle thanks. Chappelle made it sound like it made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Chappelle made a lot of things sound like it made that sense. That shouldn't have. That shouldn't have. <laughs> exactly. Um, and speaking of shouldn't have and things that don't make no fucking sense. And this goes into... this. I have a list of celebrities, right? That I, I think should be seen and not heard kind right. of situations. They're very attractive, but they just need to shut up and don't mm-hmm. say nothing. And Tay Diggs. Is one of those celebrities. Tay Diggs is a very attractive man, but dumb as a box of rocks. Um, he's in the news this week because he does not want his son to be black or identified as black. He don't want to be identified. What do you, What do you want him to be? Um, mixed, mixed or mulatto? Yeah, n- not just not black. <laughs> not Absolutely, black. because that would be horrific. Can you imagine if his son was black? Has that title? Oh. <sighs> Because it's done horrible things for his life. Tay Diggs has just lived such a terrible, horrible life from being black. I, I mean, know, I mean, I think it it happens. It seems like to me it would happen in one or two ways. Either he experienced a whole bunch of shit and he's traumatic from the shit he done experienced. And now it's like, I don't want you to experience this stuff. So I don't want you to be labeled black as if that makes a difference. Or he's been whitewashed. You know what I'm saying? In the environment that he's in. Mm-hmm. And he just wants his son to adopt to that whitewashing. Because he's in a world in which he did with white people way more than he did with black yeah. people. I, feel, I think it's the former and not the latter. And the reason I say that, he's done interviews before where he's talked about the fact that he's attractive now. But you know we have colorism within mm-hmm. the black community. Yeah. And he is a very dark-skinned guy. When he was younger, he got picked on a lot about that. I mean, you have to understand, Tay Diggs' actual name is Scott. And Scott was a theater geek in school. Um, and he, you know, had a lot of issues based around that. So I think it's more of like a self-hate kind of thing. Just a low self-esteem, just issues he never dealt with kind of thing. More so than it is he's been whitewashed. I think he just felt so badly like he just carried that on with him but the thing about it is if you look up his son nobody's gonna not call his son black because i'm not sure what what nationality his mother is she's obviously white or i don't know she's obviously lighter than him but this kid just looks like a little light-skinned black kid he got hair like mine like he just looks like a little light-skinned black kid it's not even like he he's not gonna pass tay like you can that ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, so I think it's just him. Because he's, he's, this isn't the first time he said some bullshit that people like have roasted him about. have been like, what? Like, you know, it, him, Tyrese. Tyrese has a brown paper bag. Um, you can't be darker than a brown paper bag to date him. He's come and said this. Really? He said this before. Tyrese right? said that? Dark as Tyrese he is. Black ass Dark as he is. <laughs> Tyrese black bald headed ass said that. He did. He has a brown paper bag rule. I've been listening to I've been listening to some of Tyrese videos. He's a dumb and I've been like, okay, Tyrese, I'm gonna click the X now. He's a and this again 
I always, whenever I see him, Tate Diggs, any of them, I'll go back to that Family Guy episode where, and if anybody is a Family Guy fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. Fan, uh, Stewie was supposed to be this um, pimp, and he was at like some fight or something with one of his hoes. And she was like, I thought you said we was going to the show. And Stewie was like, I thought I told you to just shut up and be looking fine. And I feel like that's what they need to do. Just shut up and be looking fine. <laughs> Don't talk. I had no idea Tyrese was as stupid as he is until he started making them videos and giving relationship advice and shit. And I was like, wow, you're an idiot. Like, man, like, it don't go past the face, do it. It's just, that's it. Just all you have to, like, sing do you like acting thing? Leave it at that. Like, don't talk. Get off of Twitter. Please get off of Twitter and stop tweeting out shit. But I just, I think, and Tay Diggs is not the only person I feel like that has that issue. He just has a larger platform to spew his stupid shit. But there's a lot of people that feel that way because of the whole, there's that divide within the black community. Well, I think it's unfortunate It is that he believes that just not calling his son black <laughs> is going to make a difference. I mean, the one drop rule existed for a reason. Yeah. If you have one drop of black blood in you that people can identify, you're black. You know, and but you know, back in the like in the 30s and 40s, there were light-skinned black people that passed as white. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because there was this perception that if you're light you can pass for white like yeah white people they had a specific idea of what black people look like yeah. and they were the dark people in the hair so if you happen to have like a white ancestry and you were light-skinned and your hair was a little bit more straight you could pass and yeah. a lot of people did that you know back in the day but not now just, not, not, <laughs> all not now Hell it's, no. it's so many different identifications now yep. But it, it's just saddens me that Tay Diggs believe that that makes a difference to somebody outside of him. Yeah. The fact that you want your son to be identified as something other than black, that something positive can come from that for him. You know, what you're doing, because this really indicates that not only does Tay Diggs tell the world that he wants his son to be identified as mixed, but imagine what he's teaching his son. You're right. Imagine... Yeah. He's not going to be connected to African-American culture. He's going to be set up for failure in the idea that he don't have to look at himself as black. Because the world gets, is going to. Exactly. The world <laughs> going to see your hair and say, yeah. boy, you ain't white. <laughs> you ain't, But you know, that, and that's a problem that a lot of, of, of mixed kids have. Mm -hmm. Because parents of mixed children don't always know exactly what their child is experiencing because... Neither one of them have ever not belonged to a group. Yeah. And so you have this mixed child. And when we talk about black and white, you go to the white side and they say, you're not one of us. And they go to the black side and they say, you're not one of us. And you got this kid that has some specific identity issues. Yep. And when you meet mixed, a lot of mixed people, a lot of them choose a side. Yep. You know, and I don't think the, the, I don't think that a lot of families do. I don't want to say don't, don't do a good job. I just don't think we have enough education and knowledge out there about how to accept people of mixed cultures because this is something that's really just emerging so much more in the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Well, clearly it was slavery oh, it time. Was, yeah. it, was good. it was definitely it going, was going on, on with the Thomas Jeffersons <laughs> back oh, then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, in terms of we knowing it's here, 
We're looking for, you know, new racial identities. We're more accepting of these things. It's a thing now. We have it here. How do we deal with it? Because yeah. in the past, it's just been, don't worry about it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it. We're not, that's not a focus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel more bad for the son. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel bad for Tay Diggs. Let me just. Yeah. Because here. Well, I feel bad for this. I guess I don't feel bad for Tay Diggs. Yeah. I guess I feel sorry for Tay Diggs because he believes that that makes a difference somehow and that's the part of me that says it's something that got to be whitewashed for him not to know yeah that it don't matter what he want america is gonna give you what america gives you you know what yep. I mean? and that is bullshit <laughs> basically in a bunch of different like but in, in this particular context the bullshit is they're gonna look at your son and say you black and you're setting him up to fail because he's gonna think he's anything other and he's gonna get a harsh reality check when people are like ah oh, no you are black like yeah. where are you looking at like so i just and i feel like this about like you know the stuff that happens to us when we're kids like the reason why i say i don't feel bad for tay diggs is that i feel like this anything that happens to you is going to have an impact on you but i just feel like at some point you cannot keep blaming that you cannot keep blaming like oh the kids were mean to me they called me blackie I, it, oh my god it, it, okay yes it happened and that sucks ass but at some point you have to stop leaning on that for the reason why you have the behaviors you have now because you're an adult and you make choices everything in life is a choice so you have to choose differently you have to get to a point where you say you know what leaning on this ain't really done much for me <laughs> you know it ain't really helped me so you have to change yourself like and i don't feel like he's tried to do that because again this ain't the first time he didn't say some bullshit like this like and that and and like that advice is for the tay digs of the world but what his son need to be able to do is come up with his own identity yeah. because what this son is going to do is he's going to have to find his yep. identity in his dad's desires now yeah how old is his son Ah, uh, the picture he look about maybe four or five yeah this kid i he mean this is, a, this is not a good path right now no. because he's not going to be able to even if he wanted to identify with you know african-american culture you know because he might be a kid that just grows up and finds african-american culture fascinating and yeah. he might thrive in it and he might love it well, now we got a conflict with dad because dad was, you know, yeah. saying, I didn't want you to, I don't want to say that he didn't want him to be a part of it, but I just can only assume. I wonder how Tay Diggs' family, like I wonder, because I'm just imagining my family's response to one of them, one of my male, like saying, my son's not black, like they were roasted. Like, <laughs> so I just imagine what Tay Diggs' family's response is to like his behavior and like his ideas about, because he won't date black women. He's never dated black women. Uh, and I, part of that is because he didn't want to, I'm sure, to have a dark child because he's I dark. No, I mean, that's, this uh, the only thing a lot of black actors really have access to are white actors you, you got to go out of your way like if you're going to date people in that world but even it before is a very small black population he said he didn't date them even before like even before he became tay diggs like he was still theater geek or you know trying to like he just that's not his preference well, I, 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 I like him even less now because <laughs> he's just going to play in the wood. He's just going to play in a, a black love movie about love and dating in the black. 
And he'll use his blackness in that context, but in real life, his blackness don't. The best don't man, be. brown sugar, like he's in all of those movies. He's yeah. What does he play in? That was. What does he play I in? I still got a groove back. I don't. I'm. I can't. I don't know. I don't know of anything. I wonder what's his reasoning though. I mean, I try to give people the benefit <laughs> of the doubt sometimes. You know, it could be because he hates black people. <laughs> I don't think he hates. I, I don't know that he hates. Bl- I really feel like. I think it's more self-hate than it is about like black people. In his mind, it may be black people. But I, I think he just internalized all the insults over the years. And now it's just kind of like, I don't want my son. He's not going to go through that. Cause he's not gonna be black, and nobody's gonna like make fun of him for that. Which, pff, good luck with that, sir. White people gonna make fun of him, light people gonna make fun of him, and dark people gonna make fun of him. Ain't nothing you can do about that. And if he was the absolute color you wanted him to be, they'll make fun of him for something else. I mean, that's just something that kids go through, people go through, we all go through. That's gonna happen. It absolutely, it's gonna happen. He needs to learn how to deal with it because being black, cause he is in America. He don't go through a whole lot of bullshit his entire life. So you need to learn. That, those are lessons for how to deal with ignorant people. They, that, that starts when you're younger. Like that is the building blocks for dealing with all of the stuff down the road that you have to deal with as an adult. Because living with other people kind of sucks sometimes. Like just other human beings in general. Like people suck. But with such an increase of, you know, lighter skinned people. In our today and an age, by the yeah. time he get old enough to be rational and logical enough to have these conversations, hear these dialogue, he gonna be the racist one amongst his friends. <laughs> like he's gonna be the racist one because his dad had been telling him, "You not black, you mixed." <laughs> <laughs> and then he gonna be sixteen year old talking about, "I'm not black," I'm and mixed. he's gonna get punched in the face by some <laughs> black kid. Like, what you look, look in the mirror now, your eyes black. How about that? Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. That's all I have for unnatural selection for this. I mean, there were other things, but I just I had to draw the line somewhere. Um, Cause God, celebrities. Well, now we got some deliberate nonsense. We got some stuff going on with our society right now and in the past. And I think it's stuff we need to know about, but a lot of the responses to those things are complete nonsense. And so, and not only the responses, but just the acts. Some of what people do inside of that is nonsense. So, the first thing I got is about Ray Carew. Now, I don't, you know, the older people was going to know this name, going to remember this story. It was he a... He played for the Panthers, too. Played for the Panthers. <laughs> he was a play. He played for Colorado in college. And then the Panthers on to um, went on to play for the Panthers. But what happened was, 16 years ago... He was in a relationship, and I think the relationship was going bad. His woman was eight months pregnant, and he knew the relationship wasn't going to last. So to get out of the relationship, his idea was to hire an assassin, have it come and look like an accident that his wife got killed, but it all unfolded because that person didn't kill her. She didn't die. And it was actually he... When she first got pregnant, he wanted to kill her. Because, like, I watched a special with the guy who actually did the shooting. Really? He wanted him to do it when she first got pregnant. And then the guy was like, 
Ray took so long to like iron out the details. So by the time Ray like got it together, got the money and all of that together, she was eight months pregnant. But the planning and the plotting actually started like when she first got pregnant because he didn't want to have to pay child support and he didn't want to be with her. And he knew if he left her with the child, he was going to have to pay child support and he didn't want to have to do that. So his solution, because this makes sense, was to hire somebody to kill her and the child because he's a terrible human being. Well, the first mistake... <laughs> Is that you have to understand that assassins do not have any honor. <laughs> so for those of you that are thinking about getting assassins, don't. Don't do it. They will turn on you and tell the whole story. And But his son is 16. Because um, he didn't a, die. The mom died. Yeah, the mom died, but the son lived. Mm -hmm. And he's 16. Yeah. And I was just reading the story, and it just sounds real tough because this kid was born. His mom died. His daddy going to jail. And the mother, his grandmother of the woman that died is raising a son that looked just like her daughter's killer. And he is severely disabled. He has cerebral Se palsy. Cerebral palsy, yeah. And, um, and that's because of what, like... He was born blue. Like, he had yeah. not breathed for a significant period of time when he was born. You stole this kid's life. Like, he was born anyway, but his, the, his chance at having a completely normal like, like you stole that from him Ray Ruth is a terrible person and then like he went on the run because after they uh, arrested the person who actually did the shooting he knew he was going to snitch him out so he like get I think his girlfriend he had, he had moved on got a new girl Um, she was supposed to like drive him over the border so this dude was in the trunk of her car with bottles for him to pee in Candy bars, um, I think a change of clothes, a cell phone, so he could like stay in the trunk this whole trip and never get out. So until they were like safe across the border. What? Right? Really? Like? <laughs> so the problem <laughs> is that you don't want to pay child support. How irrational do you have to be? For your solution of not wanting to pay child support is to kill your woman and your unborn child. Like, I just wonder if he really thought that was going to work. <laughs> I wonder. He I had to, because he, again, like, for you to start plotting and planning this, and then eight months later, you still like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Let's do this. Here the money is. Let's do it. Like, he had eight months to, like, back out of this and not do it. And he still did it. So he had to have thought he was going to get away with this. Well, that means that he was an idiot. <laughs> that means that he is amongst the ranks of the dumbest people alive. Because it didn't work. He got caught hiding in a trunk. And now he's in jail. <laughs> and the for the rest of his life, presumably. I think he's eligible for parole in like 2018, I read, but I doubt he's going to get it because all they have to do is bring the kid in and then see what kind of a life he's led because of his father's actions, and they're not going to give him probation more than likely. But, I mean, and he didn't even... I, I watch a lot of ID Channel, so I saw this story on ID Channel, which is why I know so much about the case itself, but he didn't even try to pretend like when she because when he the guy shot her and left her in the car and she was able to like call uh an ambulance and and she made it to the hospital she died at the hospital 
her mom was calling Ray. He went answer the phone. He, I think, when he finally did come up to the hospital, it was with another woman. Like, so you're not even gonna try to pretend that you ain't had shit to do with this. You just don't even care. You just it don't even matter. Like she did now, so whatever. Like he ain't even try to to cover it up. Like well, well, I'm from the whole all how all this happened. We <laughs> we can be sure that he does not have an Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, or Thirteen. Uh, heist type mind when it comes to planning. He does not. He probably planned on the fly. He probably got drunk, called his friend that said, I'll take care of you if you want me to. He said, all right. He came over there, did a terrible job at taking care of her, and it, it just spiraled out to whatever it is. Whatever it's going to be. I mean, he could have just did like everybody else do. Not pay child support. Like, just if you don't want to pay child support, <laughs> don't pay it. Clearly, there's going to be some repercussions from that. But it won't be jail. Well, it may be jail, actually. But it won't be jail. It won't for be like murder. Yeah, you're right. Before you get a possibility of parole for conspiracy you know? to commit murder. Yeah. And when I, you get out of jail, what do you even do? Like after that? Because he didn't handle. I mean, he was a football player. That was you. it. And everybody knows that you did this. And I mean, the kid again. I. Even when I like I saw that episode, it made me so angry because again you stole like this kid never had a chance. Like and now his grandmother's having to raise him and I can just I, mean, I don't I'm not sure about like the abilities of like kids with cerebral palsy or like how his life is like is he gonna be able yeah, to live on his own? Will she, yeah, will she have to always take care of him? Like and all of this is because of your actions, sir. Like he, it, sometimes people are born with. He wasn't just born with cerebral palsy. Like this was created because of the situation that you put it, him and his mother in because you were selfish and didn't want to pay child support. It's worth me. Like just don't pay me if you get me pregnant and you don't want to help me out with the kid. Please don't kill me. Just don't pay. I would much rather struggle to take care of this baby myself than for you to murder me. Like don't murder me. Don't do that. That's not even that serious. Like why, like, why is that an option? <laughs> why is that like who thinks like that? That ain't happened. I mean, maybe it's happened before. I mean. I'm sure it has because people like I've and I think that show goes to a lot to say where mentally Ray Caruth is because you know teenagers like kids have that whole invincibility you know nothing it won't, I, happen, to it won't happen to me and you have to have a certain amount of that in order for you to do because you know kids do stupid stuff all the time and think they're not gonna get caught and you be thinking to yourself like you ain't even try i didn't even have to look for this like you just was stupid like what <laughs> he this same mentality went into to to plotting out this murder and i'm sure he thought this is the great i'm gonna get out of paying child support i could be with my new girl I ain't going to have to deal with no baby. I can keep playing football. This dude ain't going to snitch me out because I trust. And this wasn't even somebody he knew well. That's the thing. This is just a hired. He don't have no loyalty to you because he don't even know you. Beyond this money. And if I get caught and I can get less time, I sure am going to snitch you out. Because who? There's no. You're right. There is no loyalty yeah. to assassins and hit me. Yeah, they don't know me Ain't no, ain't no code, ain't no rule book. <laughs> like, 
it's just that's just it's just stupid to me. It was very stupid and it's very sad. I'm glad that the kid had. I mean, you know, he seems to be doing well considering, you know. And I'm sure his grandmother's doing the bit. I feel bad for her. I can't imagine having to live a life where I'm taking care of my grandson in that duality of I love him. He's my grandson. But he looked like this dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that has to be extremely difficult for her just on a day to day basis. Yeah. Like so I feel bad for her. She lost her daughter and now she has this grandson that looks like the murderer. Well, you know, it just represents the dark part of human nature. Um, another thing that's going on that represents a very dark part of human nature is the attacks in Paris. You know, we all know about the attacks in Paris. We all know what happened. And but my part of the dialogue is the politicization, politiza, polit, polit, politiza, <laughs> politicization, close enough, <laughs> close enough of the attacks. Because after Paris was attacked, they increased the amount of refugees that they were going to take in from twenty-four thousand to thirty thousand. America used Paris's peril. To say we're not taking any in. Because and America. The governor of my state was the first one to say we're not taking any uh, refugees in. He's also the one who decided to take money from the education budget to pay, you know, get themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves in. So And to not take the Medicaid expansion and then go on to continue cut Medicaid later after they realized they probably should have taken it. And so. Stupid ass. <laughs> the dark part of this conversation comes from how politicians in America misuse other people's perils to further their own agendas and i don't like it they're de then, they're demons like <laughs> i mean they they're evil they really are first off america is a scam okay if you want if you want to succeed in america you got to become a con artist yep and politicians are the best of the best con artists i'm not they're good at what they do oh they're yeah they're good at manipulating they're good at lying they're good at covering their tails they're good at things that you should not be good at, which is the reason why psychopathy increases, you know, by about by a certain percentage, mm -hmm. a large, a significant percent when you get into CEOs and politicians because they have traits of psychopaths. Yeah, because a lot of them are. Yeah, it's probably got by. But you know, another note on that on that dialogue is that anonymous, which is this masked group. That when someone does something that's unjustified in society, they come out and say, hey, we're not letting you get away with that shit. They've come out and have vowed to, you know, stop ISIS or do whatever they can with their skills to, you know, help, you know, change what ISIS has got going on. And like right after they released that, they shut down like 55,000 ISIS Twitter accounts. Like and this is how ISIS has been recruiting. Yeah, they have been using Twitter. The video they released about America was on their website. Social they have media. an ISIS magazine. Like, they're recruiting people through measures that everybody uses to communicate with the masses. The beauty and horribleness and terribleness of, you know, this whole direction of, you know, huge. So, social media is so big and everybody uses it. Businesses use it. ISIS, like, everybody uses it. So, that's... I Talking about that brings to mind the comments from elizabeth hasselbeck because that bitch now who is she she, she is 
What is she? She's on Fox. A oh, that's I all I need to know. That's it. Just go. You can continue. <laughs> that's all. She was on this stupid ass show on Fox. It's like Fox and Friends or some shit. And her, she, her whole thing was, you know, President Obama could he, he he can turn away the refugees as long as he does it in a good-hearted nature. Like, bitch. Okay, so I know you're running from like something terrible, and I know you're fearing for your life, but not here. Just you can't come here. I'm sorry. So she's saying you need to tell them you can't come here in a nice, in way. a good-hearted way. Just be good-natured about it. They'll understand. Like, it's like will they? It make me think about black folks back in the fifties. Like this is how she's expect Obama <laughs> to be a restaurant manager in the fifties when black people at the door trying to get in. You just gotta tell them in a nice way. That your skin is not the right color to be in here. And then they would have just been like, oh, okay, we exactly. didn't know. All that's right. fine. You know, I didn't know my skin was too dark for that place. Oh. I didn't know what whites only mean. I thought that meant egg whites only. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just as ridiculous as that would be. Exactly. Like, right? <laughs> the problem is not the skin. The problem is the system. I have a problem with the system. I don't care about the <laughs> color. I don't care about none of the stuff that you have a problem. I don't care about you don't want to eat next to me or you don't want to be next to a Syrian refugee because you think they might be a Muslim and you think they plotting on taking your, your land or whatever you is killing. I don't know. Whatever uh, you expect. Her other point was that because in letting them in, you don't know if you're letting in terrorists. That goes across the board with anybody. Like that, any anyone that's let in, right, could potentially have some unsavory intentions, right? You, yeah. Anybody that we let in could do. And so to say, because if we let in, you know, 3,000 of y'all, there might be one bad one in the bunch. So because of that, because I'm of one sorry. Bad one. None of you can come in. Like, I hope you understand. I'm being as good-hearted and good-natured as I can. But no, not here. I'm sorry. They don't give a shit about that. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good-heartedly or good nate. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, Most of these people are running away from ISIS. Now, it's clearly a possibility that ISIS... ISIS will have to be some diabolical geniuses <laughs> to say, you know what? When we start attacking... Refugees are going to start trying to and escape. We're going to infiltrate some people yes, in and the every refugees. culture is going to be accepting these refugees. And what we need to do is we need to put some sleeper refugees in that are actually ISIS agents to destroy America. Like this is what like this is what the paranoia of terrorism has done since 9/11. And I understand it, but but it gets to a point where you start to magnify things that shouldn't be magnified and it causes big problems like the possibility of terrorism is is a is, is a problem you know but is it a bigger problem than the morality behind not letting a group of people that are truly seeking refuge into the country in which we can help them and i feel like and i mean that's i'm biased against fox news let me just put that out there before i even say this but i feel like a lot of the times it isn't even the threat of terrorism or the fear of terrorism as much as it is these people's just bigotry elizabeth hasselbeck says bullshit all the time like if you google her you'll be enraged like just listening to some of the shit she said over the years um she's pretty terrible the thing about fox news that it's 
a dichotomy within me is because I know these people are smart. <laughs> I know they're intelligent. I know they have sense. So a part of me is wondering, is thinking they're intelligent. They're just clearly saying this to get reviews, ratings. They don't believe this extreme version. But the other part of me, and I'm scared of this being the truth, is that these people truly actually believe in the extreme nature of the things that they're talking about. And I'm scared of that because they're still terrible. intelligent. <laughs> intelligent people believing that extreme shit is, that's not good. It's dangerous. It's extremely yeah, that's, dangerous. That's terrible. It is. It is. Yeah, but I mean, it's dangerous on either side, liberal or conservative. I don't really like too if much you, of anything is but any extreme. You, you don't want to be on extreme. With me and you started with liberals or conservatives or blacks or whites <laughs> or men or women. If you start a conversation that is about to generalize a group because of something, I already think less of your dialogue immediately. <laughs> Unless you're about to say, when, women have longer hair than men traditionally, <laughs> you know, or women have smaller bone structure than men. Like, if you're not about to state a known fact, fact a Steve, yeah. <laughs> then your dialogue don't mean nothing to me after that. I might take some of what you say into consideration based on how you say it, but I don't like them generalizations. Yeah. But you know what? This, this, and this gets into Donald Trump and, you know, his rantings and ravings and I just don't even know how he is up there. I don't know how he... I know how he is because everybody who goes to his rallies, everybody who's thinking about voting for him are just followers or just looking for entertainment. This is just another version of high school, a popularity contest. People fall back into that role of just choosing for the person that says the right thing, says the best things. He don't give a shit about them. That's the thing. This just a, to me, this is like America's like a business acquisition for, it is. for Donald Trump. It is. And that's the thing that people don't understand. Black, white, that don't matter. Green. Green is what matters. That is the color that matters to Donald Trump more than anything else. So these, you know, if you lower milk, he, he don't, he not fucking with you. He, he not checking for you. He's not running for you. He appreciates the votes because you, you know, you would help him get in. But he's not running for you. Like, he don't care anything about you. And did you see where he said he would absolutely, like, screen? Create, like, a Muslim database. A Muslim database. Yeah, for anybody that's Muslim. That's ridiculous. Because that's what America is about. So, who at Snap, he going to do that, and then he's going to do, like, a database and screening for, like, all black people and then all... Asian people and then like are we going to have databases for each little group is that what he's going to do or is it just going to be the Muslims because they're the part that that's what we need to be concerned about so well people like Donald Trump just help the masses pawn their own bigotry racism biases discrimination they get to pawn that off on him you know they get to just agree they don't have to say it they don't have to say the stuff that they really feel They, they just get to agree and it's so bad in the South. And the that, Bible Belt. And again, he don't give a shit. <laughs> Most of the people, I get so angry. Like if I'm somewhere and I overhear people talking about Donald Trump, and I and I'm like, he doesn't care about your poor ass. Like he don't give a shit about you. Well, to be fair. No politician does. Well, that's true. To be fair, no <laughs> politician cares about you. 
They care about your check mark or your <laughs> tap or whatever system you use to vote for. They care about that. No politician cares. But Donald Trump cares even less than them. <laughs> he cares less than that person. Listen, though. and I, this is not a joke at all. I am getting my passport ready. I refuse to live in a country where Donald Trump is president. I will move. I will pack my little dog up. I will sell all of my belongings and he and I will start our life over in another place. I will not be here to be in a, a country with Donald Trump as president. I have I have like this scenario in my head that exists with Donald Trump. I believe that Donald Trump is possibly a sleeper liberal. <laughs> I believe that Donald Trump said, not only am I going to take America as an acquisition, but I'm going to take all of my pre-existing liberal perspectives, which he has a history, a record of having, and I'm going to run as a Republican. I'm going to make it hard for myself. And if I get voted in as the president, I'm going to be liberal. <laughs> you know, I just had this idea that Donald Trump is just just going he's just going to take America by surprise. That would be nice if it was the case. <laughs> I doubt it. I I just feel like I don't know. I I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here for him. I'm not here for him. I'm not here for Ben Carson and his old Uncle Tom ass. <laughs> I'm not here for it. And you know what? It wouldn't even if that scenario were to happen. It would just it would be like one of those movies <laughs> where you watch and you know by the end of the movie you know the person done switched on them and it's just like oh man I didn't I didn't expect this to happen you know what I'm saying. I don't really even care, you know, like to me, like either side you choose is like splitting hairs. Yeah. That's anyway, true. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's kind of going to be down to picking the lesser of the evils. I feel yeah, like the lesser the, Donald Trump is probably the last most wholesome person we're going to get, even though he's still a politician, you know, yeah. so he do have all of the politician ills, but he's probably the, the last wholesome one. We're going to get in terms of somebody who just ain't been corrupted. All you got to do I mean, is look at any of these debates to see that on yeah. either side, like on both Republican and Democratic side. Like yeah. at this point, it's just the lesser of the whoever's the lesser of the evils because they're all evil. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. She's just she going to be she just weird. She yeah. just weird. I don't know about her. And I don't like I don't like people. And this is the same thing about like. I don't like people who feel like they have to cater to like the black boat by being cool or by being, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, this is the same issue that I have with people who try to feel like in order to relate to me, they have to do stuff like girlfriend and you know what I'm saying? Like talk regular. What's wrong with you? I don't, don't do that. Like You sound stupid. And I like feel your white like, friend that you never heard say homie, but say homie when he get in front of you. What up, homie? And it's like you don't say that to your folks when you get home. Exactly. So don't say that to me. Yeah, it's talk like how you talk. You don't have to like speak in a special way for me to understand you. Like it's <laughs> insulting. Don't do that. And I feel like Hillary has a tendency to do that sometimes. Like she'll do stuff. I think there's a video of her doing the name. Like it's it's too. Just don't do that. I don't know. It don't take that. You don't have to do that in order to get the black. I vote. respect Hillary for having dialogue with the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, groups. Even though that's I don't the think stuff they, that you need to be doing. Don't do the name. I don't think they are happy with you know how she has communicated yeah. to them. Those particular people. Yeah. I don't. 
think it was a problem with what she said, but you know, but it's a podcast that I listen to that, you know, two is a podcast with two black girls. I can't remember the name of it, <laughs> but they did an interview with Hillary Clinton and it was a, it was a cool interview. I mean, she's trying to reach out to the black community just as much as, you know, Bernie Sanders is trying to reach out to the black yep. community. But did you hear Ben Carson rap? I don't want to. Please don't. Please don't. If you can oh, no, avoid I've it. Heard, oh, you've heard it. I did. If you haven't, if you listen to this and you haven't heard it, don't. You just keep it that way. This is going to be the best thing for you. And it's even sadder, I feel like, for him to be pandering. You know? Like, it's one thing for Hillary <laughs> to do. Like, it's kind of like the expectation that sometimes, like, I think, I think sometimes white people are uncomfortable, so... In order, that's more for them than it is for you, right? I feel uncomfortable, so let me try to like, you know, I'm gonna say homie and no, I don't do that. Yeah. It's even sadder that you are black and you still feel a need to do this, sir. Like, don't rap ever again in your whole <laughs> life. Sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah, sit your old ass down, boy. Like, <sighs> go watch some surgery videos or whatever you're doing your spare time. And he's a neural like, but this goes back to you can have tons of book sense and. You can be capable of doing stuff like that, and then on the flip side, be dumb as shit, box rocks. Like it may, you know. I know this is irrational, but it made me think: Did he even really know what he was doing? <laughs> doing surgery? Like, let's go check on his patients. Like, what were he doing? Question: like, He no. might have got lucky on every <laughs> surgery that he did. Maybe, but I'd be like, he's an idiot. He though. can't be this stupid. He can't. Be. But I mean, like, stupid people can be good at one thing. You know, this is true. I mean, so he can have that. Last yeah. thing I got, because I don't like talking about politics. I talk about them because it is very much so nonsense. Oh, it ain't nothing but <laughs> nonsense. But the last thing I got is about these patty pies. I'm really. First of all, really y'all that's running out here trying to buy these store-bought pies thinking that they're going to be some kind of miraculous miracle, please. It's it, a store-bought frozen-ass pie. It don't matter who name on it. It don't. That is a mass-manufactured <laughs> pie that tasted the same before it had Patty's name on it as it do after it had Patty's name on it. What y'all are realizing is that y'all didn't know that them old pies without her name on it was acceptable to your taste buds. That's what you're finding out. Basically, and you better get your nana, your grandma, your auntie. You better get somebody to make you a sweet potato pie. Don't exactly somebody in your family that makes sweet somebody potato pie. Somebody got to know how to make a sweet potato pie. Good God! Like, like if you in a family and they just make terrible sweet potato pies, maybe you should go get a <laughs> patty pie. But I don't see it that being that many families. I just don't either. And let me just say, I love Patty Labelle, but she a little shady because. If you haven't seen the viral video of the guy singing about the pies, which is why we're even talking about the pies, let's just be honest, because of him. Yeah. You should go and, and Google it. But so she like released a statement or said something to the effect that I was selling pies like before. No, not like this, yes, ma'am. We're not. Not like this. You may have been selling pies, but they weren't sold out in stores. She was selling as many pies as Walmart was selling without her picture <laughs> on the little corner of it. Because Walmart sell these pies every year. Yeah. They went out and got Patty LaBelle name on it, and whatever Walmart was selling, I'm pretty sure they just kept selling the same thing <laughs> until this dude put out this video praising the pie. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't understand why you couldn't just give him his props for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta try to downplay 
his contribution. And it was great. You're not going to tell me that you did not see an influx in sales. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I don't believe that this, like the video had like 300,000 views or some shit yeah, like that. Like a lot of and views. it hasn't been out that long for it to have that many views. You're not going to tell me that that did not have an impact on your sales for these punk ass, frozen ass, nasty ass. <laughs> and to be real, and to be real about it, even if it didn't have an impact, because you knew that video went viral and so many people saw it, you had an opportunity to show people your human side and to give that man some credit that would have boosted your perception to the people. Crabs in a barrel. It goes back to the crabs in a barrel mentality. I'm going to get out of this barrel by standing on your head. I'm not going to help you. Because that was so unnecessary. Like, you're Patty LaBelle. You don't need, like, let him have this look. This is going to be his little 15 seconds. Let him have it. Like, you didn't have to do that. That was so unnecessary. Like, if I was going to buy a pie, I wouldn't buy one now. No. If I was going to buy a pie, because she is an asshole. I should have bought one before, <laughs> you know, she said that he didn't have anything to do with my pie success because she done took it all up to her head now. And it just makes her look like an asshole. I hope it decline. I hope it go down super low. I hope so too. I hope everybody be like, fuck Patty. Okay, well, maybe not that. But fuck <laughs> them pies. <laughs> yeah, the pies. I mean, you know, it's it's some people if you say fuck Patty, then you're going to That's why it's I going to ruin your perception it. of this. They're gonna be like, Oh, you are the problem. <laughs> not that's Patty. Why not Patty, but them pies. Fuck <laughs> them pies. Forget the pies. Like that's just But don't listen, please. Thanksgiving is coming up. Just get your auntie to make a pie. Or get your mama or your grandma. Somebody in your family can make a sweet potato pie that's fresh with fresh ingredients, actual potatoes. I bet it's not even like actual sweet potatoes. It's probably processed mush. I saw a picture of a breakdown of all the ingredients and it was talking about it with some ingredients in it like Something in the hydrochloride or something <laughs> like that. And it was talking about how this product was banned in Canada because it had human hair in it. And I'm like, it is a mass-produced pie. <laughs> it has preservatives in it. It has cheap stuff to make you to help you save money. <laughs> the only thing your grandmama pie got in it is sweet potatoes, flour, butter, sugar, eggs, maybe a little nutmeg or some cinnamon. That's what's in it. <laughs> That's all. You ain't got to worry about all that extra list. By the time you hear this, it's Tuesday. Call your grandmama, auntie, your mama, whoever cooking the pie, and say, make me one extra pie. <laughs> because I'll be damned if I'm finna buy one of these damn patty pies and she an asshole out here. Exactly. Oh, we cannot talk about patty pies. Without- Let me tell you something. Black folks, black Twitter, black Instagram, black social media, y'all yeah. be on it. <laughs> All of the memes of the different kinds of pies, they did Keisha Cole the worst. Like, hers is like it pork was, and I beans saw it, I saw and it. some oh, shit. I Cole. I don't really care about Keisha uh, Cole. But, like, the the captions for each pie yeah. were hilarious. Like, they had the um, Nom Reagan Gang Coat from um, What's Love Got to Do With It, that mm. Buddhist chant for yeah. her pie that was on there. Uh, oh, my God. I loved um Dion Warwick's pie because the caption was like made with um made with a little bit of no made with uh no fucks made with no fucks and just a little bit of sugar. That was my favorite one. <laughs> I was looking at all them things. But black social media be on it. Like folks be waiting for something to come out so that they can like make funny shit. It's hilarious. They wait, yeah, and it's very hilarious. 
Patty pies don't buy them, people. Don't buy patty pies. <laughs> Get your auntie to make a pie. If Just... you have to buy a patty pie and you've heard this, I want you to go look in the mirror and be ashamed of yourself for a few <laughs> minutes before you go back to finish that pie. <laughs> and don't be get all upset when you if you haven't ever had them before and you cook it and you like this don't really t- it ain't gonna taste like your grandma auntie it ain't gonna taste like that because it ain't the same thing it's gonna taste like a pie <laughs> that was made in a factory <laughs> that they put it in a box with <laughs> Patty LaBelle's picture on the box that's exactly what it's gonna that's taste what like. it's gonna taste like yeah. I don't know I don't, I mean and I guess Walmart know that. Perceptually, people gonna think that Patty LaBelle made them in her kitchen, boxed them, and then gave them to Walmart. If you think Patty LaBelle is mass producing pies in her kitchen, go slap yourself right now. Because I can promise you, Patty LaBelle probably ain't made no pie in who knows how long. So, Patty no. LaBelle is sitting at home with some kind of mixed drink <laughs> next to her 40 year old boo thing. <laughs> Talking about how much them pies made her the last yep. couple of weekends. That's it. She ain't making no pies, though. Yeah, like, she ain't making no pies. No. Ridiculous. People are insane. Anyway, that, that's all I got for deliberate nonsense. It's, it's too much nonsense going on. I mean, clearly we can go all on for that, days. I mean, every week. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else on your mind? I do not. Um... Happy Thanksgiving, because we won't, by the time y'all hear from us again, Thanksgiving will have passed, so, you know, I hope everybody eats, please eat, people you on the diet and shit, eat, it's Thanksgiving, have turkey, dressing, get turkey, get sleepy, some of y'all got parents who only, mamas that only cook this one time a year, you better eat that, enjoy it, you know you won't get it again until next year, exactly, so enjoy it, when's the next time you actually gonna get a real meal if you don't live at home? Listen, because the struggle is real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, the struggle is real. Take these holidays serious when it comes to deliciousness, people. Yep. So, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. So. And until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.